0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast, powered by 24-7 Sports. I am Keith Niebuhr, the Recruiting Reporter for Auburn Undercover and 24-7 Sports in the Auburn Tigers market. And today, we are going to break down all things National Signing Day, give you a nice preview of what to expect on Wednesday, February 3rd, the day that uh, the National Letters of Intent arrive at Auburn headquarters and uh, the Tigers start putting the finishing touches on the 2021 recruiting class. So what we will do is I will kind of give you a snapshot of where things stand, how many guys assigned, how many spots could be available, who the top targets are, when they might announce, things of that nature. And then I'm going to go to some questions uh, that I uh, asked our readers at Auburn Undercover to to post earlier today. We're recording this on Tuesday. I'll answer those to the best of my abilities. This is going to be a quick in and out, high octane, high energy podcast. That's how I do things. Let's get rolling right now. Auburn, On Tuesday afternoon, has the number 37 recruiting class in the country for 24-7 sports. Doesn't sound too good, does it? Well, it's still up 11 spots from the weekend. So Auburn is making progress. You know, when you have these transitional classes, and that's what I call them, a head coach is either fired or leaves for the NFL or quits or, uh, God forbid, passes away, and you have a new staff come in, there's always that transitional period where you're just trying to hold on to what you have and get the best of what's left. Now, thanks to the early signing period, Normally a lot of schools can get a lot of done, a lot of work done in December. But remember, Gus Malzon, Auburn's former head coach, was fired three days, just three days before national signing day. That didn't give Auburn uh much margin for error. Didn't not not much warning for recruits. It was a miracle by the grace of God, if you're an Auburn fan, that Auburn did manage to sign 12 guys in December. Now, of those 12. Only 11 remain. One of them tight end transfer, Grant Calcaterra from Oklahoma, has since landed at SMU. So here's where we stand right now. Again, number 37 recruiting class in the country. 11 guys signed, okay? 11 signees. Six of them are early enrollees. Demetrius Davis, your quarterback. Kamal Haddon, corner. Amari Harvey, safety. Lee Hunter, outstanding defensive tackle. Landon King, tight end. And Garner Langlo, an offensive tackle slash guard. Again, six early enrollees that are already on campus at Auburn working out with the team as we speak, I'm sure. Signed in December, but are not early enrollees. Cornerback Armani Diamond. Defensive end Ian Matthews. Defensive end Tabecchi Akoli. Wide receiver Hal Presley. Really good one. Just got bumped up to a four-star. And another four-star, Marquise Robinson, defensive tackle. So, again, six early enrollees, five others signed. That's 11. Currently, the Tigers have four other commitments. Tavares Dawson, four-star wide receiver slash athlete from Lehigh Acres, uh, Florida, Lehigh High School, four-star kid, absolute burner, 10.54 in the 100 meters two years ago. He doesn't have a recorded time since then. He stayed in school this last semester to try to win the state titles in Florida in the 100 meters and 200. Colby Smith, four-star offensive tackle from Reedsville, North Carolina. He committed on Sunday, former Tennessee commit. Three-star linebacker, Joko Willis from Independence Community College. The number two inside linebacker in the country for the junior colleges. He's a LaGrange, Georgia native, has a lot of friends already on the team. And the final commitment, number four, Andrew Leota. Uh, Also goes by Eco Leota. He's a defensive end transfer from Northwestern. He'll be a graduate transfer. He will not arrive into Auburn until next summer. And here's what's great. He's such a fantastic student that he's finishing Northwestern in three years. Last season didn't count against him because of the COVID-19 situation. He will arrive at Auburn with three full years of eligibility, which is really unheard of when you think about it for a graduate transfer. So 11 signees, four commitments, all told. That's 15, all right? So how many total additions can Auburn have? How many more guys can they add to the class? We think nine or 10. Now, here's the hang up. Oscar Chapman, who played on the team last year, is a blue shirt uh, punter from Australia. Now, what that means as a blue shirt is that he did not count against the 2020 class numbers. He will count against the 2020 numbers. Uh, excuse me, 2021 numbers. This current class, okay, did not count last year, counts this year as a quote-unquote blue shirt. So, again, we think that gives Auburn about nine or ten spots left. Now, how are they going to use them? Let's go position by position, okay? Quarterback, you've already got Demetrius Davis. He's an early enrollee. Could Auburn add a quarterback? Not in high school, not from the high school levels, we don't think, unless it's a preferred walk-on. But you could potentially see Auburn, look at the transfer portal, the transfer market down the road after spring practice, for example. Uh, Here's what we have, here's what we need okay, address that need after spring. Uh, In spring practice, the Tigers very well could say, you know what, they're set at quarterback, let's use that spot somewhere else. Then you have running back, no signed, no committed, got to have guys. Right now Auburn has three scholarship running backs, really two plus one. I'll get to that in a second. After D.J. Williams, Mark Antony Richards, and Harold Joyner left the program all getting in the portal and departing, that left Auburn with two scholarship backs, Tank Bigsby and Sean Shivers, two really good ones. Bigsby, maybe the best back in the SEC. That's not a lot of guys. So that meant Auburn had to go out and get somebody in the high schools, maybe explore the transfer portal, and other options. We've been mentioning other options for about the last week. On Monday, we found out what those other options were. I couldn't really say before. I had to wait until Monday. Monday. Another option has emerged. Devin Barrett, redshirt junior, signed at Auburn in 2017, was Kerryon Johnson's top backup by the time you got to the SEC championship game and the bowl game. Uh, Devin Barrett was then later moved to receiver and then defensive back. Career never materialized at DB. Uh, he opted out last season, had some injuries and some other health issues. He is opting back in. He met with Auburn coach Brian Harson on Monday. Devin Barrett is back in and back at running back. That's right, back at running back, which means Auburn now would have three scholarship running backs. This week they hope to add a fourth. Jarquez Hunter, three-star back from Philadelphia, Mississippi's Neshoba Central High School. Last season more than 1,500 yards and uh, won some state awards for his efforts. You know, first team All-State, Class 5A Player of the Year in Mississippi. He's projected to sign with Auburn, but he will not announce until Friday. He will not announce until Friday. I need to make that clear, okay, because that's significant. He's, uh, for some reason, he's decided to not do anything until later in the week. I asked him why. He said that's the day I picked. So we don't think that's anything too consequential. He is projected solidly to Auburn right now. That would give Auburn a fourth scholarship running back. So how do you find a fifth one? A fifth one would be ideal. You'd like to have five because Sean Shivers has been hurt a good bit. Tank Bigsby's been hurt before Devin Barrett would be new to the position after playing running a DB the last few years, uh, kind of getting reacquainted with the position, I should say this spring. And then uh, Jarquez Hunter, should he commit to Auburn later this week, he will, uh, you know, he wouldn't arrive until the summer. So that's, you know, you need a fifth guy potentially. Where would Auburn go? Probably the transfer portal there. Probably look for an experience back in the portal. Another option, potentially, maybe, maybe Cody Brown. Uh you know, he's a Tennessee signee. And uh, listen, man, this guy's a good player. Four-star running back, signed with Tennessee in December. But, you know, Jeremy Pruitt was fired as the head coach, and he's looking elsewhere. He wants out, apparently. He's been tweeting. He'd like to get out of his national letter of intent. If he gets his release, he's interested in Auburn. The question is, will Auburn be interested in him? It's a, it's a long-term investment when you sign a high school kid. You better be sure that's the guy you want, uh, theoretically, Auburn could take him or look elsewhere and say, maybe let's just bring in a guy for one year and uh, and then go out there in 2022, which is a loaded running backs class, and try to bring in two studs that year. So that's the situation at running back. Uh, Jarquez Hunter, again, announcing Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central time. Okay. <laughs> Next up, tight end. Auburn is all set there with Landon King and early enrollee. <clears throat> no need for any more tight ends. The tight end room at Auburn – is a, a much better spot than it was uh, than when Larry Porter arrived. Uh, Larry Porter being Auburn's former tight ends coach, when he arrived at Auburn a few years back, uh, it was really kind of a not-in-good-shape spot for Auburn. Now, very good shape, very good shape. So you like what Auburn has there. And Brian Harson, by the way, and Mike Bobo, his offensive coordinator, two guys that know how to use the tight end and love to use the tight end. We go to the receiver position where Auburn has one player signed, Hal Presley, four-star, and one committed four-star Tavares Dawson. Dawson did not sign in December, wanted to see how things shook out at Auburn. Auburn has prioritized him, the new staff, and he's an athlete. He had seven interceptions last year, but he also had 690 receiving yards. Auburn, it sounds like, has recruited him primarily, the new staff, to play receiver. They love that speed, as I mentioned, 10.54 seconds in the 100 meters. Texas A&M had made it interesting, but we understand that uh, he visited Auburn this past weekend on his own. Uh, Had a great time and he feels comfortable there and we expect him to sign with Auburn on Wednesday. So that's it. Auburn probably just taking two receivers. We think, we think, again, a lot of this is we think because when you have a new staff, there's always a potential for some surprises. Now, uh, that's probably where things are with Auburn right now. Now you're losing some good receivers, Eli Stove, Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz. So what could happen potentially, Auburn goes through spring practice, identifies what, It has and doesn't have, and if they come away satisfied, they being the staff with this young group of receivers, they may be set. They may just say, all right, we're fine. Or they may say, uh, conversely, hey, you know what? Maybe we as a a staff really need one more veteran guy. Let's go attack the portal. So you never say never, but in the recruiting class, we think those two, Hal Presley and Tavaris Dawson, would be it for all On the offensive line, You've got one signed in Garner Langlow, three star, and one committed in four star, Colby Smith. That leaves a few spots to fill, uh, so that's interesting. Now, the main guy we're tracking is Jordan Moko, if Snow College in Utah, number one JUCO offensive tackle in the country, JUCO being junior college. And uh, Auburn offered him on January 18th. LSU, Oregon, and Texas A&M among those involved. We hear he wants to play in the SEC. We hear Auburn is pushing hard and has good con- has had good conversations with him, but. He's still back in Australia, his native country. So connecting with him hasn't been easy for Auburn or any of the schools recruiting him. Right now, most see Texas A&M as the favorite, but Auburn's still battling hard. Right, If I had to put my pick on somebody, it probably would be the Aggies, but I have not made a pick yet. Hard to get a lot of information there. He's going to sign his national letter of intent on Wednesday, but won't announce his decision until Thursday, apparently, because again, he's still back in Australia. Now, with Auburn here, if they don't land MoCo or if they land MoCo, they're probably still going to hit the portal. And you say, okay, who's out there? And I know some of the questions later are going to be, who's out there? Who, who is my team targeting? A lot of times you won't know because uh, they happen out of the blue. But also, listen, when you look at Auburn's history with graduate transfer offensive linemen, just transfers in general on the offensive line, they've often come in the spring and summer. We're still in the dead of winter here. So what you may have is a situation where somebody's out of school and a new coach comes in, and they don't really mesh with that new offensive line coach, and they say, well, who needs a, a, a left tackle? Well, Auburn needs a left tackle. Let me give them a call. So that happens a lot generally after spring practice. So this is something where Auburn, even though it returns many, many offensive linemen from last season, they're aggressively and actively going to be looking for upgrades. And, you know, guys that can start, guys that can push the starters, um so again i don't think auburn's work will be done there after signing day on the defensive line auburn has signed four guys and has one committed leo to the northwestern transfer again a big deal uh may not be done and here's why we've talked about this extensively on the site you know you've got four-star tennessee vols defensive end signee dylan brooks the day jeremy pruitt was fired he uh He said, hey, man, I want out, and he has asked for his release. It's been a couple of weeks. Tennessee has not granted it yet. The Vols are taking their time, and I don't blame them, quite frankly. They're trying to convince him to stay. Hey, new coach, new uh, defensive coordinator, new defensive line coach in Knoxville, give him a chance. Give him a chance. We suspect at some point, though, that release will come. Dylan's adamant about it. He does not want to be at Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt was one of the main reasons, if not the reason, he had signed with them in the first place. So we do not expect Dylan Brooks to end up at Tennessee, and we do expect, once he is granted that release, for him to end up at Auburn. That would give Auburn a really a heck of a defensive line class, especially considering the massive amount of turnover on the staff. Head coach gone. D-line coach gone. D-coordinator gone. That's significant and able to hold all those guys, including a couple potential stars in Lee Hunter, Marquise Robinson. So very good group there. At linebacker, zero signed, one committed. That's Joko Willis. We mentioned him earlier. Number two junior college inside linebacker in the country for 24-7 sports. LaGrange, Georgia product. Auburn had been working really hard on four-star backer Trevin Wallace of Georgia, but it just looks like that's not going to work out. Uh, there were some good vibes early that, you know, whether Travis Williams stayed on as Auburn's linebackers coach or not, Auburn thought it had a chance to keep uh, – to, 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 to land Trevin Wallace. But as it turns out, uh, yeah, it just, just didn't happen. The, the Losing Travis Williams – to, uh, yeah, he was not retained by head coach Brian Harson. that really kind of uh, knocked Auburn off the pedestal in this recruitment and he appears maybe to be Kentucky bound at this point but Auburn still wouldn't mind adding a veteran linebacker if there was a really good one out there and there's a few they're tracking Henry Toa Toa of Tennessee uh, kid out of Southern California uh, whose name I can't pronounce Mike Jones of Clemson there, there are some guys you could see Auburn again even after spring practice saying hey uh, this is what I have as a you know linebacker coach. This is what I have in my in my linebacker room, and and maybe I'm missing some elements here. Do I need a thumper? Do I need this? Do I need that? Uh, Joko Willis, though, is interesting, and we should point out because even though he's coming from junior college, he was an academic redshirt his first year there uh, at Independence Community College, and then they didn't have a season last fall, so he is uh, going to come to Auburn with four years of eligibility, which is again. You talk about Leota, the transfer from Northwestern, having three. Willis, a, a freaky athlete, all-state in linebacker and all-state at receiver in high school. He's going to head to Auburn with four years of eligibility when he arrives in the summer. All right, next up, defensive back. Well, you got three signed. Amari Harvey, Kamal Haddon, Armani Diamond but, Diamond, but a lot of work still needed to be done here. Auburn would like to sign two or three more, and if they don't sign three, you could see them look in the portal for an experienced guy. Heck, even if they do sign three, they might do that. Uh, The three to watch, Jawan Gaston, a safety out of Montgomery Carver, uh, Auburn-South Carolina battle. He's going to announce Wednesday at 1.30. We love Auburn here. Caden Bridges, three-star safety out of McGee, Mississippi, a late find. Uh, Both Auburn and Mississippi State offered one week ago, but Auburn got in on him a little bit early, and I think that's going to be the difference. He's also a two-sport guy, pretty good prospect in baseball. Both of those schools have said, hey, you can can play on our baseball teams too. Uh, He's going to announce around noon Central Time Wednesday, and we expect him to uh, to pick Auburn as well. So we love Auburn with both of those guys. I mean, we just feel really good. Uh, then you've got another defensive back, Dante Ballfower, And this is where it gets a little tricky. Not probably feeling the vibe here that, that maybe we were feeling uh, with the other two guys, with Ball, with uh, Gaston and Bridges. You know, this is another one where Auburn, if Gus Mazan's still coach, he's already signed and committed to Auburn. But when you make a coaching change, you know, you're thinking – Long-term, you can't think short-term. If you, if you feel like you got to make the change, you got to not worry about all the, the guys in this class, although you, you still work on them, and Auburn has. Zach Etheridge, Auburn's first-year defensive backs coach and former Auburn player, by the way, doing a really strong job out there, keeping Auburn in it. A few weeks ago, they weren't even in it. Now they're pushing North Carolina. Uh, but all the buzz right now is that he is likely to sign with North Carolina 4 p.m. Central Time Wednesday. Um, so that's the that's where things sit right now at the defensive backfield again you could maybe see Auburn try to go into the portal there too it's, it's really just going to be the staff looking at the overall after signing day here's what we have as a staff here's what we need to see in the spring here's what we need moving forward speaking of which special teams you know a position that you never really think about is long snapper until your long snapper puts two in the end zone uh, like I've seen before uh, you know, rolling them to the punter, putting him over his head in the stands. I mean, I've seen it all. Well, Auburn offered a long snapper on Monday, Kyle Vaccarella Fairfield College Prep in Connecticut. Is it a full scholarship deal? We don't know. Is it a preferred walk-on deal? We don't know. But what we do know is that Rubio long snapping, which specializes in the evaluations for long snappers, uh, has him as a six-star guy. They only have a few guys. They they go up above five stars. He's uh, the number two-ranked long snapper in the country. Uh, And he's considering Auburn right now. So that's another guy to watch. So that's where things sit right now with the Auburn recruiting class entering tomorrow. You know, look, 37th in the recruiting rankings right now. Could they sneak into the top 25? It's possible. Transfers don't count. They don't count in the rankings. Something we might, as an industry, want to look at uh, moving forward because so many more schools are bringing in transfers. Should they be part of these class rankings because there's – a lot of these guys are going to play. And quite frankly, if a guy started at one school and moves to another school, you know he's going to have an impact. Whereas you sign a kid out of high school or junior college, you just don't know whether they're ever going to play. You, you think you do, but you don't know. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting there. So that's where things sit for Auburn heading into National Signing Day on Wednesday. Now I'm going to take a few questions here. Let me get to the questions. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, enlighten you further. But again, that's where Auburn sits. I, I like what the staff has done as we pull up the questions uh, that I'm going to take here. I like what the staff has done. There weren't, you know, look, there weren't many four stars out there. And there weren't many, what you call, elite level recruits. So they had to actually go out and do some real evaluating. And I think that's how you find a guy like Caden Bridges and a guy like Jawan Gaston. Uh, now, you don't want in the future, your whole class to be diamonds in the rough, okay? We've said that. That's not, that's not tenable. Uh, if you think in the SEC, you're going to out-evaluate uh, out out develop out scheme everybody to win you're sadly mistaken and guess what nobody thinks they can do that you want to be strong in all areas obviously but you've got to get the elite talent and that's what Auburn will be working for in the next class for this class again it was finding the best of what's available and that's significant too all right from Crocodile22 at Auburn Undercover thanks Keith I appreciate that what positions do you expect Auburn to target after signing day so much is going to depend on what they land on signing day, Kroc. Uh, you know, again, you know, you can't fully address your needs until you know what you have. But, look, the biggest thing is going to be offensive tackle. I don't know if there's any question about that. Maybe finding a veteran running back. Maybe finding a veteran linebacker, a veteran secondary guy. Maybe you need a veteran receiver. But it all goes back to the offensive line. That has really been the genesis of Auburn's troubles the last few years. We don't even know how good Bo Nix is. He may be great. He may be average, but we don't know. How can you fairly evaluate a guy who hasn't been playing behind what you would call a a super strong offensive line uh, overall? There's good parts to that line. There's good players. But as some people said last year, it's almost like Auburn had five guards out there. Well, that's, again, that's not ideal. So to me, offensive tackle. Crocodile, thanks for the question. Uh, Donald61 with the question, what is my opinion of Devin Barrett coming back and how did we have him rated when he signed? Well, let me pull up his, uh, his uh, profile here. I know he's a four star running back in high school, but my opinion of this is, I think it, look, we don't know how good he's going to be. He was fairly decent as a true freshman. Um, but that's a few years ago. So he's got to get his feet wet. He's got to get reacclimated to that position, but that, that always was his favorite position. Um, yeah. I think it's significant for Auburn. Look, if he goes through spring practice and he shows he can, can be a contributor then Auburn may be able to save a spot. Maybe they don't need to bring in another transfer. Uh You know, maybe they don't need to sign a Cody Brown. You know, uh, but depth is so important at running back. And we're going to see. We're going to see. He's getting a fresh start from a new staff. Sometimes those guys thrive. He's coming off injuries. He's had some injuries. Um, Hopefully his head's in the right place. He's a talented guy. And, again, I think it's important because, look, Sean Shivers and Tank Bigsby were both hurt more than once last year. You absolutely have to have depth at the running back position and asking high school guys to come in that have never done it before. And yes, Tank Bigsby was a guy that did that last year, but how many Tank Bigsby's are there? So, you know, Devin Barrett's got a leg up because he does have that experience. And again, he did play as a true freshman. So again, we're saying how many guys do that? Well, he was one of them. So he's got some ability. So I think that's significant. We'll see. Uh, Donald also wants to know if there's going to be a surprise signing tomorrow on Wednesday. Well, Donald, if it's a surprise it's going to be a surprise to me too. Uh, they tend to pop up out of nowhere. Um, Auburn's the old staff, the Gus Malzahn staff always seem to have a surprise up its sleeve. Always, always. I mean, Caleb Johnson one year, Daniel Thomas, Booby Whitlow. Those are all last minute guys. Uh, will the new staff be the same? We don't know. Again, it's been difficult to track because it's a new group of coaches. We don't know their trends and what they're looking for and who their connections are and, you know, so uh, it's possible. I mean, it's very possible, but I can't say for certain if it's going to happen. All right. Uh, P Diddy 98 asks, what do I see as the biggest position of need in the 2022 class? P Diddy, why would you do this to me? I wanted to f- this to focus on the 2021 class, but no problem. We'll jump ahead to 2022. Obviously quarterback, and uh, they addressed that on Monday with the addition of soon-to-be four-star Harold heral- uh, <laughs> Holden. Holden Garriter. And... uh <laughs> And so I think that's, uh, I think that's significant. So, um, you know, I think that's a guy, hold on one second. I mean, you know, you get texts while you're doing these things. Um, Okay. So I think that's a guy, sorry. Uh, I think that's a guy that, uh, you know, again, I say soon to be four star. I don't know that for a fact. I know it from watching his film. Outstanding guy. You got to have these quarterbacks, right? You got to have them, but you know, P Diddy, it all goes back to that one position that we were just talking about. Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. Colby Smith on Sunday night was the first true high school tackle to commit to Auburn since 2017 when Austin Troxell did it and Calvin uh, Calvin Ridley. I was going to say Calvin Johnson and I said Calvin Ridley. Well, neither one of those guys went to Auburn, but Calvin Ashley did. Calvin Ashley 2017 five-star tackle signed the same class with Nick Brahms current starting center and Austin Troxel another uh tackle on the team but it's been just uh, the dead sea I mean the, nothing out there that Auburn's been able to bring in so Colby Smith landing him was significant but it's just a start and no matter what Auburn does in the transfer market this offseason at offensive tackle they better darn sure sign two or three of them at least in the 2022 class all right eagle cash au says who is the top sleeper of this class who's the one most likely to start okay the sleeper let's think about that for a second you know i he's not a sleeper he's four star reigning but i just feel like Tavares dawson is an absolute stud i mean you look at his film from last year what he did against st thomas Aquinas, in national power out there on his own really uh he, he just just interception after interception a freaky athlete on defense takes the top off the defense on offense to me he i love that guy uh now who's going to see the the most action uh probably andrew leota the transfer from northwestern i mean he's got experience I, mean, I know he's not a high school guy maybe that's not what you're asking but he's got experience on a on a stout defense the best defense in the big 10 okay he can play defense I mean, he's a defensive end he can he can get to the quarterback he can be a run-stuffing guy, I can set the edge. So Andrew Leota, out of the 15 guys right now, we'll see who they sign uh, moving forward, but really, really like those guys, okay? Uh, next up, Tiger901 says, am I crazy for thinking Arbor might get a surprise tomorrow? Well, we already addressed that one. You're not crazy, but I just don't know who it potentially Uh, Could be Uh, laces out Dan 69 Keith in your opinion what are our realistic options targets in the transfer portal mainly curious about OT middle linebacker and running back again laces out Dan we don't know we don't know now middle linebacker again obviously the guys I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast Uh, Mike Jones from Clemson Toa Toa from Tennessee but we don't know we don't know what how much communication Auburn has had with those guys yet, okay? And then there's the thing, you know, here, you think about this. You've already got a bunch of linebackers on the team. When you bring in a new guy, especially a veteran, how does that impact chemistry? How does that affect your room? Does he fit in with these guys? Does it rub other guys the wrong way? Do you really need one? How badly do you need one? You know, so – you know, I think losing K.J. Britt, Auburn kind of could use that run-stuffing guy, but maybe they already have it with one of the guys they signed in 2020, Wesley Steiner. I mean, we don't know. Uh, but that's who's out there, middle linebacker. Running back, I don't know anybody that Auburn's targeting or offensive tackle, quite frankly. But, again, that's not me being lazy. It's not knowing for sure what Auburn's plans are at running back. Because you, now you have Devin Barrett, that would be three on scholarship. You're going to sign probably Jarquez Hunter this week. That would give you four. Um, and then offensive tackle, again, a lot of the guys probably aren't going to be coming available for a while. You know, again, it this is this is February 2nd. I mean, I can't stress this enough. I talk about it all the time. It gets me so, you know, excited, so hot talking about it. Hot's not the right word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so heated. It, it's It's like, you know, because – I don't think people remember recent history when you say, okay, there's nobody out there right now. Well, yes, there might not be, but people are still constantly evaluating their own situations at their schools. You know, do I fit with the new offensive line coach? Do I fit with the new coordinator? I don't like this new head coach. Auburn's got an opening, man. I could go to the sec. I know they need guys. And look, when Auburn landed, Jack Driscoll it was later in the process, Casey Dunn, very valuable center for the Tigers later in the process. Uh, it's always seemed to work that way for Auburn. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, Greg Pro 2A is saying, predict who I think will end up being the most important recruit for Auburn on each side of the ball. Well, on defense, I think it's going to be Lee Hunter because you just can't have enough really solid defensive tackles in the SEC. I mean, it's a line of scrimmage league, not as much maybe as it used to be because those offenses are going up and down the field. But look at Alabama last year; they had that dominant offensive line that really set the set things in motion for Mac. Jones and Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. I mean, an amazing offensive line there. Uh, so I'll say I'll say uh, Lee Hunter on defense. On the offensive side of the ball, let me think about this for a second. I mean, Demetrius Davis, fifty-one and three as a high school starter is really just something else. But I guess maybe the guy I'm really looking at is Hal Presley. Uh, four-star receiver signee from Mansfield Summit in Texas. He's just got so much talent. I mean, there's some question. You know, maybe he wasn't an effort guy in high school, but, you know, that didn't I – mean, was George Pickens an effort guy in high school? No. And so he's got a lot of ability, um, and we just moved him up to a four-star. In fact, when that happened, I had a few people from the old Auburn staff call me up and say, oh, now you make him a four-star, which I thought was pretty funny, but uh, he's a legit player. So I'll say Hal Presley – uh, of the guys that have signed so far. I think that will probably do it for um, for this edition. There's a couple more questions, but I'm going to address those on the board as we work our way out. But National Signing Day 2021, part two, part two, part one was in December. Part two is now here, just a few hours away, cranks it up Wednesday. and uh, But, you know, the thing is Auburn is looking to finish strong, but already working ahead on 2022 like all these – all these staffs, but uh, it's been an interesting cycle to say the least. It's been hard to really get your arms around everything, especially after the coaching change. A lot of guys that you felt like Auburn maybe could have gotten if things would have turned out a little better last season, um, but they didn't. And the change was made and uh, Brian Harson took his time. He took his sweet time <laughs> putting together a staff. And, you know, I don't blame him. He's in charge. He's the one making the money. He's the one whose shoulders the responsibility of building this program uh, fall upon. And so, in his mind, he did the right thing. And if you have to take a couple losses on the recruiting side to get everything in place that you want moving forward, you probably do it. That said, I like some of the pieces that Auburn is getting. I feel like on Monday, Joko Willis, big addition at linebacker. 2022 quarterback, Holden Gariner, big addition. Colby Smith, Sunday night, four-star offensive tackle, high upside. He's got a lot of work to do. He's raw, but high upside. The frame is there. Uh, the athleticism is there, going to work on a lot of things. but So I like what they're doing. Andrew Leota, three-year transfer. I mean, he's going to give you three years. This guy's played for one of the best uh, defenses in the country in the last few years. Smart guy. Um, so I like what they've done, and I like the potential for a solid finish. I like the fact that they may be adding Dylan Brooks in a few weeks as well. Uh, and we'll see what Auburn can do in the transfer market. And then then we'll see what they do over the next 12 months. We'll be doing this again in 365 days. And, um, you know, we'll be able to f- better judge this Auburn staff on their recruiting acumen, although there's still some challenges. You still are in the middle of an NCAA dead recruiting period right now. You can't have kids on campus. Uh, they can visit. You can't meet with them. You can't show them around. Um, so that's really limited this program in many respects because they always say that the Auburn visit is, is what has won over so many recruits and their families historically. Um, so even the 2022 cycle will be a challenge for Auburn. But, uh, but I think the head coach believes better days are ahead. I think he's excited. He's working hard. And I know the staff around him is, too. We'll see what they can put together. But right now, I like the finish. Uh, realistically, top 25, I think, would be about what you could best hope for. Uh, it is what it is. Gus Malzahn's lowest-rated class was 12. And, uh, but, you know, you do what you can. And you hope out of this class, if you're Auburn, you, you find a, a, as many – starting tight players as you can and and you you call it a win at that point it's that transitional class we've seen it everywhere it's a difficult one the most difficult one but that will do it for this edition of the Auburn Undercover podcast I am Keith Niebuhr be sure to go to auburnundercover.com follow me on Twitter if you want at Keith247Sports we appreciate you stopping by we hope everybody has an enjoyable national signing day and uh, again thanks for your support take care everybody